Hello from Faith Production Studio in Lexington, Kentucky, and welcome to our podcast. Hey, Linda, folks ask us about Faith Production Studio, and I'd like folks to know that we're in Lexington, Kentucky, and the name Faith Production is brought to us from Texas, where we lived in Austin, Texas area. Yes, we had the wonderful experience of owning that studio in Central Texas and serving the Christian community there for 10 years. It was a fun time back then, and we had lots of friends there and in those years, and we met some sweet people, too. When I moved to Kentucky in 2002 with Linda to assist in the care of my aging parents, we brought a lot of equipment with us, didn't we? Yes. And we used that for our own personal use. We continue to record our podcast and music here. It's a private studio now and devoted to the ministry of Glenn Dawson Evangelistic Association. We're thankful to have this facility to serve the Lord. We hope it's been a good week for you. And blessings from the Lord have been on you this week. Certainly. We have, we now have three programs a month scheduled at assisting assisted living facilities uh, here in the Lexington area. And we're also playing for Broadway Baptist Church this Sunday, February 4th. Looking forward to those programs and serving Jesus. This week's song that was born out of trials and problems in the writer's life experience, resulting in a miraculous healing of his critical heart condition. The song is Standing on the Promises of God by Russell Carter. He wrote it back in 1886. And the song goes like this. Standing on the promises of Christ, my King, through eternal ages that his praises ring. Glory in the highest, I will shout and sing, standing on the promises of God. Standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior. Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises that cannot fail When the howling storms of doubt and fear assail By the living word of God I shall prevail Standing on the promises of God Standing on the promises of Christ the Lord Bound to him eternally by love's strong cord Overcoming daily with the Spirit's sword Standing on the promises of God Standing on the promises, I cannot fall, fail, listening every moment to the Spirit's call, resting in my Savior as my all in all, standing on the promises of God. Now, Glenn, play Forgiven's rendition of this wonderful old song. Standing on the promises of Christ my King, through eternal ages let his praises ring glory in the highest i will shout and sing standing on the promises of god standing 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 on the promises of god my savior standing standing 
standing on the promises of God, standing on the promises that cannot fail. When the howling storms of doubt and fear assail, by the living word of God I shall prevail, standing on the promises of God, standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior, standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God, standing on the promises of Christ the Lord, bound to heal me eternally by love's strong sword, overcoming daily with the Spirit's sword, standing on the promises of God, standing, standing, standing on the promises of God, my Savior, standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises I cannot fall Listening every moment to the Spirit's call Resting in my Savior as my all in all Standing on the promises of God Standing, standing Standing on the promises of God my Savior Standing, standing, I'm standing on the promises of God. Standing on the Promises was written and composed by Russell Carter in 1886. Russell Carter was a star athlete of a military academy and an excellent student academically who went on to be a successful teacher and coach. Carter was a professor at the Pennsylvania Military Academy, a school in which he had been a member of the first graduating class. A native of Baltimore, Maryland, the Methodist Holiness Camp had a deep impact on his life and he was appointed into the ministry in 1887. He then spent several years as an ordained Methodist minister, after which he went to medical school. He spent the last of his professional years as a doctor of medicine. Carter was also a musician and a songwriter. In 1886, he co-edited Songs of Perfect Love with John Sweeney, 
who wrote the music for such beloved songs as Beulah Land and Feel Me Now. This hymn book included Carter's most famous hymn, Standing on the Promises. Russell Carter was a man of varied passions and abilities. Carter had a variety of jobs from sheep herding to professor of natural science, civil engineering, chemistry, and mathematics. While sheep herding, he developed a heart condition and began to feel he was near death. Praying for healing, he drew closer to God. After his healing, he vowed to be used for God, and this became the principle of his life, to stand on God's promises. If you notice, Carter begins each verse with the reminder to stand on the promises. He would claim 2 Corinthians 1.20 as his anchor. Although Carter was a professional Christian most of his life, it wasn't until a crisis with his natural heart that he began to understand the reality and power of Bible promises. At age 30, his health was in critical condition and the physicians could do no more for him. Carter turned to God for help and healing. He knelt and made a promise that healing or no, his life was finally and forever fully consecrated to the service of the Lord. It was from that moment that the written word of God became alive to Carter. He began to stand upon the promises of healing, determining to believe no matter what, his physical condition, no matter how he felt. Over the course of the next several months, his strength returned and his heart was completely healed. Carter lived another healthy 49 years. The hymn Carter had written several years before his healing miracle became more than words and music to him. Standing on the promises became an integral part of his life. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised in Hebrews 10:23. The rhythmic martial tone of the hymn's music possibly reflected Mr. Carter's military academy experience. A believer's stability for this life, as well as his confidence for eternity, rests solely on the written promises of God's Word. It is this reminder of a Christian's daily dependence upon the promises of God that has made this straightforward, rhythmical gospel hymn a favorite with God's people for the past century. Carter occupied various teaching posts at the Pennsylvania Military Academy, including Professor of Chemistry, Natural Science, Civil Engineering, and Mathematics. He not only taught, but also published textbooks in his different disciples, disciplines, I'm sorry, and even wrote several novels. Further interests included sheep raising and practicing medicine. Standing on the Promises was composed in 1886 while Carter was teaching at the Military Academy. He was a member of the first graduating class in 1867 and had a powerful affection for the school. Arthur Phil Kerr makes a correlation between the music and the Military Academy in his book, Music and Evangelism, saying that Carter's military experience 
was reflected in the martial musical style of the hymn. Carter held a number of teaching posts at the Pennsylvania Military Academy, including Professor of Chemistry, Natural Science, Civil Engineering, and Mathematics. Not only did he teach, but he also published textbooks in his various dis disciplines and even authored several novels. Other interests included sheep raising and practicing medicine. If this were not enough, Carter also edited hymnals. He assisted A.B. Simpson in the compilation of a hymnal for the Christian and Missionary Alliance Church, Hymns of the Christian Life, a collection that contains 68 of his tunes and 52 of his texts. The Reverend Carlton Young, editor of U.M. Hymnal, notes, as in other single-themed evangelical hymns and songs of this period, the biblical source of the hymn is not clear. Stand Firm from Ephesians 6.14 has often been cited as the theme of the hymn, although the word promise tends to be reinforced as well. Thus two packages, passages of scripture seem to undergird the central premise of this gospel song. Stand firm, then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with a breastplate of righteousness in place, taken from Ephesians 6.14. Several passages relate to the promises of God, including 2 Samuel 22.31. As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all, them that trust in Him. Dr. Young points out that this hymn was not included in authorized hymnals for Methodists or in the 1957 hymnal of the Evangelical United Brethren Church until the current hymnal. He states its place in our hymnal came from its inclusion in a list of hymns determined to be widely used for Evangelical United Methodists. As is the case of many gospel songs, this song revolves around its refrain. The stanzas, rather than serving to develop a sequential train of thought, are more like the spokes of a bicycle, all serving as an entry point to the refrain from various perspectives. One could reorder the stanzas and not lose any train of thought. Hymnologist Kenneth Osbeck places the hymn in its context. The hymn has been widely used in the great evangelist crusades throughout the past century. It is in this context that its single focus and rousing martial music may be best suited. Thank you, Linda, for that well-researched uh, history of our song. Looking at the text of this song today, if we will, we can find in James 4, 8, some things about God's promises. God promises to draw near to us if we come near to Him. We just have to be willing to make ourselves pure, turn away from the ways of the world and follow Him. We see that in 1 Corinthians 15, 58. God tells us to fully commit our works of the Lord in this verse. 
He promises our efforts will not be in vain and not wasted in his eyes. A truth that is fundamental to our faith and our journey with God is we can stand on his promises with assurance. In a world filled with uncertainties, challenges, and trials, God promises serve uh, is our rock-solid anchor, our source of hope. They are the unchanging truths that we can cling to no matter what the circumstances that we're facing. Because the nature of God's promise is they're reliable. The Bible tells us in 2 Corinthians 1.20, for all promises of God find their yes in Him. God's promises are not empty words. They're backed by His unwavering faithfulness. We can also see that God's promises are abundant. He is able to keep all of them eternally. For the promises of salvation in John 3.16 to the promise of eternal life in Romans 6.23, God's word is filled with promises that cover every aspect of our life. God's promises are also personal. They are for each and every one of us and they're catered to our every need. God knows each one of us intimately and his promises are tailor-made to meet our individual needs. As we look at the examples of God's promises, we see the promise of forgiveness. In 1 John 1, 9, we are assured that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. God promises forgiveness to all who repent and turn to him. We also see the promise of guidance in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. He encourages us to trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and make straight your path. God promises to guide us when we seek his wisdom. Then God gives us the promise of strength. In Philippians 4.13, he declares for you, I can do all things through him who strengthened me. God promised to give us strength we need to faith face life's challenges. We need to stand on God's promises with our actions. Our faith and trust needs legs on it. To stand on God's promises, we must have the faith, faith and trust in His character. Hebrews 11.1 1 reminds us that Faith, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And it will move us to action. We do not act because we can do it ourselves. We act because we know God can do it through us 
and other people like us. What one can't do, a number of people can. Prayer and meditation, when immersing ourselves in God's Word in prayer and meditation, reminds us of His promises and applies them to our lives. And God moves in our lives. Some prayer requests require perseverance. Standing on God's promise may require patience and endurance. Hebrews 10.36 encourages us and says, For you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may see what is promised. It also, the Bible also says, The effectual, fervent prayer of righteous person, that's a saved person, availeth much. Some of our requests re come with prayer and fasting. As we navigate the journey of life, we got to remember the steadfast nature of God's promise. They are a source of our hope, peace, and strength in times of doubt, uncertainty, or difficulty. We can stand on His promises. In His promises we find unwavering love and faithfulness from our Heavenly Father. And as we trust in these promises, these promises become a beacon of light, guiding us through the storms of life. We have the promise of provision. Philippians 4.19 reminds us, And my God will supply every need of yours to his, through His riches in glory in Jesus Christ. God promises a provision, assures us that He will meet our physical, emotional, and spiritual needs according to His abundant resources. We can embrace God's promise in our challenges. There are times in our lives when we have storms. Trusting God in these times when we face trouble in our lives, such as trial, sickness, and adversity. In these moments, we can find strength in His promise of God that we find in Psalms 46.1, which says, God is a refuge and strength. A very present help in trouble. His promise provides comfort and security in the midst of life's tempest. One of the more difficult times in my life is the waiting. I find myself acting like the fellow who prayed, God, I want patience and I want it right now. I have learned that it might not be the best thing to pray for patience. Because the Bible says that tribulation work with patience. And I sort of feel like I have enough trouble in life without praying for some more. But we can find hope in this waiting. Often, we have to wait for the fulfillment of God's promises. During these seasons of waiting, remember Isaiah 40, 31. But they who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. 
and they shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Waiting on God's timing is an act of trust and faith. What part we find what what part do we find in walking in obedience? What does that have to do with God's promises? God's promises are often conditional to our obedience. As we align our lives with his will and his words, we position ourselves to receive a blessing of his promise. Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2 says, And if you faithfully obey the voice of the Lord your God by being careful to do all his commandments that I will command you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. We can encourage each other with God's promises. Sharing God's love is a part of our calling as believers. And it share, we can share this good news in the, of God's promises with other people. We should recognize vessels of his love, grace, and hope, offering encouragement and support to those in need. As we pray for one another, James 1.16 encourages us to pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has a great power as it is working. Our prayer can bring God's promises to life in the life of others. Even when we share this good news with others. Our testimony of God's faithfulness and the fulfillment of his promise can be a powerful witness to those around us. Sharing how God has worked in our lives can inspire others to trust him more and deeply. God's promises are the foundation of our faith, the source of our hope, and the assurance of his unfailing love. As we journey through life, we can hold fast to the promise that they are exceedingly great and precious. In 2 Peter 1.4, we see, So our lives are a living testimony of power, fulfillness of God's promise, and may be continually encouraged to another to stand firm on his word. We can work in that confidence that no matter how many promises God has made, they are Yes, in Christ. Second Corinthians one twenty. A fundamental promise of God is the promise of salvation. The foundation of our faith lies in the promise of salvation. Romans ten nine says, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. This promise, assure, this promise assures us of eternal life through faith in Jesus Christ. With salvation 
comes the promise of peace. John fourteen twenty says of twenty John fourteen twenty seven says Jesus comforts us with promises of peace. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you, not as the world give, gives you do I give you. Let not your heart be troubles, neither let them be afraid. God promises peace that transcends the troubles of this world and brings deep and abiding sense of tranquility. The Bible is full of promises from God. Hundreds of truths of our faith can be found, founded on. And every one of these promises are for believers. All the promises have been fulfilled. Unfortunately, very few of the believers access, have access to these promises. While scriptural truths are meant to encourage us and walk in our journey in confidence, Fear often, often overtakes us and we struggle to find peace in the middle of anxiety and struggles. As we begin our new faith walk, one that is focused on the promises of God, the key to unlocking these prom promises is obedience. Following God leads to the fulfillment of these promises. The promises of eternal life is a foundational promise for us as Christians and a source of hope for those who have not found it yet. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life, we see in John 3.16. As believers, we have assurance of eternal life. The moment we surrender our lives to Jesus, we believe in our hearts that Jesus is the Son of God who lived a perfect life and then obediently died the death we deserve so we could be reconciled with God then he defeated death when he rose from the dead on the third day. Just as he said he would. As Christ's followers, we have the promise of eternal life. We have the promise of a citizenship in heaven. But our citizenship is in heaven, the Bible says, and we eager await the Savior from thee, the Lord Jesus Christ, found in Philippians 3.20. As God's children, we enjoy a dual citizenship. We live on this earth, but our citizenship is in heaven. We, If we visit another country, we don't become citizens of that country because we cross the borders. We are merely visitors and remain citizens of our home country. Well, the same is true for the kingdom of God. Our time on earth is temporary, and the real home is heaven. We have the promise of heavenly citizenship. 
Another promise we have is that God will hold on to you. Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be anxious. Look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Isaiah 41, 10. It is God's very clear reminder to our hearts, hearts not to fear. For he is with us. He is our God. He strengthens us. He helps us. He upholds us with his righteous right hand. Nothing in this verse says it's all up to us to make it through somehow. But it assures us that God will never sleep or slumber. It is at work in us. Through us. He will hold us up. There's surely no better, no safer place to be than be held up by Him. He has a plan and a purpose in whatever we walk through. He can cut a clear path through any wilderness. He is God of miracles. He never changes. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Almighty God will never leave you, he promises. The Lord is one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear being dismayed. See that in Deuteronomy 31.8. When the way seems unclear, when things have changed in life circumstances, and we don't know what to do, we can be assured that God still leads us. He never leaves us on our own, just to go figure it out by yourself. His word reminds us that he is the one who holds our hand. He goes before us, paving out new pathways, opening doors, healing broken places so we can walk through. God has it all figured out so we don't have to worry. He is working on our behalf even when we can't see it all. God will meet your needs. And my God shall supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Jesus Christ, says Philippians 4.19. You can trust God has enough riches to meet your supply, to meet your every need. Whether you need an emotional, spiritual, or physical need, you have a loving God that will meet you in your time of need. Finally, Jesus is coming soon. That's his promise. He is the faithful witness to all these things. Yes, I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. We see in Revelations 22, 20. Embrace the promise of Jesus coming soon. May it put an urgency in your life. May it remind you to share the love of Jesus with everybody you meet. 
and we look forward to that day with great anticipation when we see our Savior face to face. My friend, my love for you today and my prayer for you in sharing all of this is that your Lord and Savior might be your master in Jesus Christ. If you don't yet know the Lord, you can have this treasure of experience. You just have to accept him as your Lord, Savior, and Master. He is saying, Behold, I stand at the door knock. Just open and let him in. Ask Jesus to forgive you your sins and trespasses. Invite that Lord into your heart and life. Follow him. Let him have control of your life. Let him guide and direct you in a way of happiness and joy in an amazing life. His death and suffering on the cruel cross of Calvary where he took on your sin upon himself and suffered your punishment and all your wrongdoings. He literally suffered your eternal hell there because he loves you. I want you to know this. I want you to experience this. And if you need more information, if you need to talk to me more, let me give you my email where you can write me. And personally, if you write, I will. I will call your phone number and talk to you. I'll email you back. I long for you to have an eternal destiny with Jesus. My email is glendawson at twc.com or glenn at saxonmusic.com. God has been gracious to allow us this podcast, and we are thankful for this. Even though we did not ask anyone for money, we have had help from our audience. When our songs are played, we receive a small streaming royalty of a nickel, just five cents. So we want to say thank you for listening to our songs. As you listen to our music, while you're traveling or working around the house, or whatever you're doing, we trust you enjoy the music and pray it's a spiritual blessing to you. Remember, you are helping keep our ministry going just by listening. Now, if you don't have a streaming service already to listen to our music on, it's free. You can just sign in the YouTube audio channel it's over on YouTube, and the address is www.youtube.com forward slash, then the at symbol, we are forgiven, all one word. You can listen to our songs there. Hey, we have a video channel there too, with some of our travels, and uh, some of the times we've played in music places, you can see the, that there too. If you have Alexa or Echo, just say, play the music of Glenn Dawson and listen as long as you like for free. If you're not getting our newsletter, go to our website at glenn, that's two ends, dawsonea.com and click on newsletter. That concludes our podcast for this week. Again, we've loved having you here this week and hope to see you again next week. Pray God blesses you, and remember, we love, love you. you.
Bye, Bye for, for now. now.